Welcome to Episcopal Student Fellowship at Wake Forest University. My name is the Reverend James Franklin, and the following recording that you're listening to was from this past Sunday, September 6th. We did it outside, we were masked, and there's a lot of background noise from the explosion of cicadas that happened this summer. So sorry about the noise, but also not sorry because it actually adds not just white noise, but a connectedness to nature and it's quite soothing. And if you would like to follow along in your Book of Common Prayer, which you can look up online at BCP Online, Compline begins on page 127. So we hope you enjoy and thanks so much for tuning in. from Romans 13, 8 through 14. 
Owe no one anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. notes here all right <laughs> what the heck is Compline first of all um, if you don't know Compline uh, comes from the Latin word uh, Kelly any guesses <laughs> put you on spot completorium uh, which means like completion so end of the day right so it's the last prayer service of the day and uh, it's when you come and you thank God for, for everything that has happened during the day and like we opened with grant us a peaceful night and a perfect end, right? Um, so the perfect end to our day is thanking God for everything that has happened. Um, and I think that's a, that's a really beautiful posture for us right now. And we're talking about completion and we're here at the start of this semester. And we're, we're here at, at this new beginning. Uh, of, of all that lies ahead of us this semester. And I also want to say that, um, just a quick note about liturgy, uh, it means the work of the people. And when we talk about liturgy in the Episcopal Church, uh, we talk about the work not of just one person, but all the things that, that work to come together to, to make a community happen, to make church happen. And so behind the scenes, so many people worked to make this happen right now. Whether it was like filling out a form to the university that asked permission so that we could be here, um, or advertising it, or putting everything together. There's just so many hands, so many hands, and you all leading um, that, that make this happen. And I think, for me, that's so much thankfulness and gratitude. And liturgy, um, this liturgy, I kind of wrestled with this week. Honestly, this is just full disclosure. Um, we, when we got notified on Thursday that we could be here, uh, I started having you know, like, at least like 100 panic attacks between Thursday and now because I wanted like the perfect liturgy, like my, my, my oneness uh, on the Instagram, like my, my wing of, of perfection was kicking in, right? I'm like, it's gotta be perfect, it's gotta be, everything's gonna be right. Um, and the liturgy has to be perfect. Like, we gotta we gotta write our own prayers. We gotta do we gotta we gotta rework Compline. We gotta make it you know more relevant and all this stuff. And and it was like, what are you doing? It's like, Compline 
is is it a amazingly beautiful liturgy don't don't redo it don't don't rewrite something that doesn't need rewritten right um, and so uh, in reflecting like Compline is the thing that is gonna like ground us it's the thing that for me like I needed those familiar Episcopal Anglican sounding words right of, of Compline I needed that rhythm and so for me it, it's grounding me here and it's reminding me this isn't about you uh, this isn't about any one of us. This isn't even about ESF. Like, this is about community and what it means to worship God. And right now, that means a whole, a whole, like, slew of things that it didn't mean back even last spring. Uh, and so, so here we are. Here we are. Here we are at the start of this semester. Here we are at the start of in-person worship. Here we are at the, the start of whatever might come to pass with, did I just say come to pass? That was so Anglican, oh my God. So yeah, whatever is gonna happen this year, right? And Paul is writing to a church in Rome and they're just starting out. They're just figuring out how to be church because they've, they've lived under Roman oppression. They've been expelled from Rome and now they're coming back. And so, He's writing to a group that is very much at a kind of a restart of, of their community. And they need to, they're writing to say like, we don't know how to be. We don't know how to be in, this, in Rome, right? And Paul writes and tells him, now is the moment for you to wake from sleep. Now is the moment for you to wake from sleep, awaken. I agree, Paul. Like, when can I wake up from this, like, seven-month nightmare, right? Are we just, like, stuck in the matrix or whatever? But, like, what does it mean to be awakened? What is that awakening that he is talking about? You know, right now, it's actually a really perfect time for an awakening. Here at the start of fall, everything's already changed. Like, all the structures that we kind of knew are different. And so we're just, like, learning. And we're in this totally different headspace. Um, and I would say even heart space. Awaken to what it means to have friends and be able to see them in person. Awaken to what it means to have community to worship with. Awaken to systemic racism, even in this system, especially in this system here at Wake. Awaken to this new day, is what Paul says. Awaken to this new day. Around this time of year, I'm usually in this like uh, happy, optimistic place, and it's been really hard to get there. Um, <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but um, I just have to kind of remain in the, in the positive things, or like be, worshiping in community and letting go of everything else, right? Um, and usually around this time of year, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about th something like the words of Nina Simone who said, it's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me, and I'm feeling good, right? Like, that's usually how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> I mean, that's usually how, like, campus feels, right? There's that collective, like, joy that's happening around. And it's here, but it's just in, like, little pockets, right? Um, so to quote another famous band, and one of my favorites, uh, the Arcade Fire speaks to me more right now when they wrote, if the children don't grow up, 
Our bodies get bigger, but our hearts get torn up. We're just a million little gods causing rainstorms, turning every good thing to rust. I guess we'll just have to adjust. Like, to me, that totally just embodies like everything. Like I'm, like, I'm just kind of turning everything that I touch to rust sometimes, it feels like. Paul's saying, if we don't awaken, if we don't awaken, then we are going to just like oxidize the things around us instead of like bringing out their shine. Paul says when we're licentious, did y'all catch that word in the reading? Licentious? Anybody? Yeah, I know, I had to look it up. Um, it means morally adrift. Like license comes from the same word. So like having, having no moral license, right? It's like you can do whatever the hell you want. Um, which is basically how Rome was. So Paul is speaking to Romans in Rome to that context where like anything goes. Um, and he says, uh, when he says flesh in this reading too, like our minds go to sex, but really he's talking about anything that gets in the way of the will of God. He's talking about ego. Just replace flesh with ego, much better word. Um, he's saying like narcissism, when that gets in the way of like, <laughs> even tonight, like my wanting things to go perfect, that's my ego, that's my flesh, that's something getting in the way of like what God wants. And um, following our, our own will instead of the way of love. And it's gonna turn every good thing to rust. What a, what a, when y'all heard that, were you kind of like, what the hell? Like, what that reading for tonight, really? That's the reading that's appointed for today, by the way. Um, and um, there were other readings, but I thought it might be fun to just kind of like go right at it, right? Um, what is Paul talking about? Don't spend the day drunk, no reveling. Is Paul just like a big prude? Was he a Debbie Downer, a party pooper? Every party has his pooper, and his name is Paul, right? Uh, Paul the tent maker. He's like, <laughs> he's not fun. He's like that guy at the party. Um, he doesn't even go to parties. Um, I've been a campus minister for five years, and I've never once preached like, do this, don't do this. Y'all know me. You know, you know, I'm uh, I'm no teetotaler, right? And I'm not about to tell y'all what to do, what not to do tonight. And so that's not the point that Paul is making either. So I want to talk just a little bit about that. Um, in fact, <laughs> I w maybe I should add cautiously um, about do's and don'ts. <laughs> Revel all you want, right? Um, just do it with a mask or not at the decals. Um, yeah. So just before, in chapter 12, he tells this community how you act is going to reflect the kingdom of God. And because Rome is such a crazy place where anything goes, and it's a place based on power and ego and like male you know, dominance and patriarchy, um, that he says there's an alternative rhythm that you need to get it, that you need to tap into as a community, and that is what it's going to mean to build the kingdom of God, even in a place like Rome. He says, love one another. He says, when your enemies you know, persecute you, just pray for them, love them. It's gonna be like heaping coals on their heads, right? 
This is love. Love is the thing that's going to change, change it all. Yeah, love is the answer. It's like, really, James? The context is empire. It's a complex political system. There's classism. There's, there's slavery. And there's a political climate that is based on Caesar, meaning Lord. And so they literally pray to their Lord, Caesar, right? These are Jews. They are followers of Jesus. They've been captured. They've been expelled. They've returned under pain of death. So they're taking a big risk. And they're asking, does God still love me? How could God love me in a place like this, right? Am I still loved? And, and Paul is writing to tell them, this isn't some like system about how you get saved. That's something that the modern church has turned Romans, especially Romans 12 and 13 into, that it's just some like system that you move through about check all these boxes and then you're saved or whatever that means. Paul says salvation here and he's talking about something totally different. He's saying love makes the difference. He's saying he's saying God is still just. God is still with you. God still loves you and you are still God's people. God loves you. Love one another is what this reading starts with. Jesus' death on the cross was not about someone needing to satisfy God's wrath. That's not what Paul is saying at all. Jesus' death, death on the cross was not about someone needing to satisfy God's wrath. So why did Jesus die? As the ultimate expression of love, as gift, as grace, as mercy. And that is what Paul is saying. In verse 11, he says, For salvation is now nearer then you know. When we think salvation, we think like, we think like, oh, like some personal relationship with God and I haven't done all these things and I feel guilty and maybe God will love me if I do these things, right? When we think about salvation. That concept of salvation was couldn't be more foreign to the Romans that he's talking to. That's not what he's talking about. I mean, it would be like, it would be like us being transported to Rome in like, you know, 2 CE and asking Caesar like, you know, is he on TikTok or something? Salvation is communal is what he's saying. Salvation is not personal. It's, it's communal and it's political. This is about being antithetical to the empire. This is about being antithetical to Rome. Um, it's about saying God still loves you and will save you from this oppressive system. That's what Paul is preaching to the Romans. This notion of like some personal salvation is totally foreign. And what's the delivery method of this salvation? It's love. So, what does this mean for us right now? What does this mean for us in this place? How do we awaken? What does it mean to wake from our sleep? Psychologically speaking, three things can trigger an awakening. One is stress, depression, and loss. That's one. Two is contact with nature and beauty. 
and three is spiritual practices. This is like from this is like a psych- psychological study. <laughs> Those three things can awaken can cause some kind of awakening, spiritual awakening. So, stress, depression, and loss. I, none of us deal with that. Contact with nature and beauty. Spiritual practices, liturgy, the work of the people, conditions are good, conditions are right, this new day that we can all awaken to is through loving one another. It's through telling the other person sitting next to us, you are beloved. It's about believing that for ourselves. It's about claiming it. Forget believing. It's a stupid word. Just throw that out. Claim it. It's true. It's the most true thing about you. Claim it. Own it. Take it in. And then give it right back out. Awaken to the divine love that's already inside you. Awaken to that belovedness that's already inside you. Render empiric violence inert through love. Render whatever it is that this place throws at you inert through love, through belovedness. Render apathy that you might encounter at this place ineffective by suffering humiliating Risky love, like even just being out here in the open, like not in the comfort of Davis Chapel, letting everyone around here see, like, oh, that that person is doing something different today. Risk it. Love the person no one else is including. Love someone on the edge. Tell someone they're beloved and just see what happens. Risk it. Claim it. I know it's true about you. Paul knew it was true about you and the Romans and everyone. Says, beloved, love one another. Into your hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. Keep us, O Lord, as the apple of your eye. Hide us under the shadow of your wings. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And as our Lord Jesus Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, you are in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, hear our prayer. And let, let our, our cry come to you. Let us pray. O oh God, you make us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of your Son, our Lord. Give us this day such blessing through our worship of you 
that the week to come may be spent in your favor, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ, give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. Unite your church, O God. Grant us the gifts of repentance and reconciliation. Bless the cooperative work of churches in this community, especially St. Stephen's, St. Anne, St. Timothy's, St. Paul's, and Christ's beloved community. Strengthen uh, partnerships and guide the work of ESF on and off campus. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Protect your creation, O God. Teach us ways that do not harm what you have entrusted to our care. Renew and enliven places suffering from drought, flood, storms, or pollution, especially those recovering from Hurricane Laura and the typhoon in Japan. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Turn nations and leaders from ways that lead to death. Shape new paths towards peace and cooperation, teaching us to recognize one another as neighbors. Guide legislators, civil servants, judges, and police towards laws that protect the well-being of all. Help us bridge the divisions caused in this election year. Lord, in your mercy, hear your Tend to all in need of your compassion. Hear the cries of those awaiting justice and those yearning for forgiveness. Give community to the lonely and neighbors to the outcasts. Shelter all who are vulnerable in body, mind, or spirit, and all who suffer from COVID-19 those in the ICU, and those who care for them. Lord, in your mercy. Yeah. Sustain us in our schoolwork, O God, and give work and rest to those who need it. Shape societies to ensure fair treatment for all who labor. Help us to love our neighbors in and through our learning and our vocations. Lord, in your mercy. Yeah. Yeah. You are now invited to add your own prayers, thanksgivings, and blessing, whether aloud or in the silence of your hearts. those in our life and those in ESF who couldn't be here tonight. Pray for graduates from last year, graduated 2020 into COVID-19, those who are still searching for jobs, and those who are still wrestling with the question of what do I do with my life? We have some guidance in this. I pray for my grandparents Remember with thanksgiving those who have died in faith, especially Daniel Prude and Chadwick Bozeman, as you equip them, equip us with your protection and power until with them we see your salvation. Lord, in your mercy. Yes, Lord, Lord. 
all these things and whatever else you see that we need, we entrust to your mercy through Christ our Lord. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions, as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Guide us walking, O Lord. Guide us Thanks again for listening. If you would like to know more or connect with us, visit us online at www.esfwake.org or find us on Facebook and Instagram at ESFWake. God bless you. God loves you. Be well.